This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and have with me Annette Evans in the room today and it's great having you here, Annette. Oh, I love coming in here. Thanks, Holly. I always love having a conversation with you. <laughs> um, Annette, from Insight Endometriosis, been there many, many years. Yep. You do amazing things in the community and today we're going to talk a bit about an event that you've got coming up. It's a little bit different from previous events, so we're going to explore that today and then we'll finish the show by also having a bit of a conversation about the breadth of the services you offer and how people access those. Sounds good. So that's us today. Uh, Purple Walk is something you guys have done for many years. It's been um, a primary fundraiser for you. It's been a highly successful event and got a bit railroaded, though, by COVID in, in recent years. Yeah, that would be a fair comment. Yeah. <laughs> so, like everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what it is you're planning to do this year. Yeah, so this year we're going to, to try and get everybody together. So it's a theme about community and overcoming isolation. So we've decided to do a community picnic. Let's hope the weather is better than it has been in recent times. But, yeah, so meeting up at Hamilton Gardens um, on the first weekend and sorry, second weekend of March yeah. and uh, for a Saturday for a couple of hours and people can just bring along picnic ba- baskets and and we'll have, a, we'll have a chat about, you know, what endometriosis means to people. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about why you've changed from a walk to a picnic. Yeah, I guess a couple of kind of push and pull things so partly it's around COVID and we've had to to push pause on COVID for a couple of years which has given us the opportunity to kind of review is that really what we want to focus on it's a lot of work attached to that event and Mm. it's been primarily around raising awareness and I guess we raise awareness in lots of different ways and uh, you know endometriosis is something you have to live with 24-7 so Our focus really has been refreshed more around the community and the isolation people have felt around COVID. Mm. You know, there's been a lot of people who haven't been able to engage in the same way. And so we kind of thought, well, let's get people together instead and focus on, on that sense of community rather than raising awareness in a big event. Okay. So you've... Previously, with with the Purple Walk, you've also had a lot of other organisations involved, sponsors and and partnerships and various other things, and you've had um, competitions and stuff like that happening, and they've always been a lot of fun. Um, Are you doing anything similar this time? No, we're we're trying to pair it right back and and focus on those conversations. So we'll we'll, be hosting some some people to come and talk and share experiences and that's about um, people learning from one another and mostly around this feeling that you're not alone that Mm. you know what what we hear all the time particularly from a younger you know demographic is that they don't know anybody else with endometriosis even though it is so very common Mm. and they just want to kind of hear from other people that 
actually their experiences is is just you know quite quite normal and uh, and the challenges that they're facing uh, you know are, are similar to what everybody else is is feeling mm. um, so yeah it's it's more around that about normalizing the experience of endometriosis and coming together and sharing that sounds fair so can you tell me will you have people organized sort of formally there on the day to share stories or are you more um, creating a space for people to share their own stories on the day yeah, I think you put that beautifully, Holly. So it is about sharing your your own experiences. So we'll have some cues for people, you know, a topic, come and talk about your experience about getting diagnosed or come and talk about pain management or, you know, things like that just to prompt people. But, yeah, the whole idea is that people be able to share their own experiences. Mm. And and you're right. I mean, the prevalence is so much higher than people anticipate. Why, why do you think it is? That even like it's, what was the number, like one in ten? One in nine. One in nine, is, yeah. Why is it when it's so high that we don't know about other people who have it? Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. I know we had a board member join us once, and before that she really didn't know of anybody um, with endometriosis, but I know she kind of had some friends around for dinner one night. Oh, what are you up to? I've just joined the board of Inside Endometriosis. Oh, I've got that, or I've got a friend with mm-hmm. that. And all these conversations started to happen. So it's such a hidden condition. People yeah. aren't openly talking about it. But if you're given the opportunity to, quite often people will start sparks, to talk about it. Yeah, it sparks the conversation. That is really interesting, isn't it? It is. It's, it's quite fascinating. Yeah. Um, I found I probably heard of more people... Um, sort of sharing conversations when around um i suppose childbearing ages and because of course it can become problematic Mm. um but as i've got older it feels that those conversations are tapered off and i just wonder if i'm just not in the same circles now kind of exposed to it where it's on top of mind for people to be sharing i don't know yeah i think i think partly the demographic that's being diagnosed is getting younger i know Years ago, it it was typically you know women in their thirties, often late thirties, facing fertility problems that mm. were getting in contact. But now the biggest demographic getting in touch with us would be probably eighteen to twenty three year olds or yeah. younger, yeah, uh, more than older, and uh, and for them it's around just getting to a diagnosis, and it's kind of great because we're now we're now being able to. To influence outcomes, the sooner you get diagnosed with yeah. endometriosis, like any other condition, the better you are, and uh, and perhaps they won't face those fertility issues further down the track. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, so, in terms of of the day, um, which in March, what's the date? Yes, yeah, Saturday the eleventh. Good to clarify that, Holly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Saturday the eleventh. What sort of time are you expecting people? Yep, two hours between two thirty and four thirty. Okay, so it's nice afternoon. Um, you know, time, and I suppose with a picnic, you bring snacks at that time. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole idea is yeah. to is to yeah, bring along whatever yeah. whatever kai you know you you want to eat or share with others around you. Yeah. Mm. Um, will you have like a, a roving microphone or something have you thought about how how people might share their stories or are you thinking you'll sit more closer together or well probably a mix of things so yeah yeah, some things will be prompted um on a you know bigger scale but if we can get more people in smaller groups having conversations would be would be great because some people don't want to come up and (laughs) no that's right and and talk in a big crowd yeah and so yeah there'll, there'll 
it'll be opportunities for a bit of both. I love the idea of sharing stories because I think, you know, stories really connect people. Yeah. Um, and what's beautiful about those experiences is that, you know, they're, they're not wrong. <laughs> you know, they're people's experiences, aren't they? That's exactly right. And I, I think people need to have that validated in a lot of ways. Yes. You know, we, we field a lot of calls from people who are just feeling quite uncertain or unsure or they're sometimes feeling overwhelmed, mm. and and for them just the opportunity to 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 be able to to share just helps with that kind of reality check and and yeah. and having others validate it. You know, I shared that experience too. Um, you know, I had difficulty, um, you know, getting diagnosed yeah. or with conceiving or whatever. Uh, it's great being able to just hear from others around you. Absolutely, yeah. I, I remember us talking. Um, quite a long time ago now we've done a few of these but I remember you sharing that um, that many women grow uh, in environments where others in the family have had it and so just see it as normal mm-hmm. so haven't had the opportunity to kind of share it with someone goes that's a terrible experience I'm really sorry you've been through you know that validating that actually it is a thing it's not it's not just a oh it's a woman's monthly <laughs> you know it is actually a significant condition oh ab- absolutely and we've we've had whole families sometimes diagnosed once somebody has recognized that these symptoms are not you know what's meant to be normal, normal. yeah and they've gone and taken it to a health professional and ended up diagnosed then the other members in their family have gone oh hang on a minute this is not okay yes. uh, you know let's go and do something about it as well so often there's that little light bulb moment and, yeah. and all it takes is one person i think um it's a good idea to you know like you'll be people encouraged to bring their friends along as well to this and yes, support people whanau, yeah. yeah so you don't have to um have a diagnosis or be a woman um or well sorry a, a menstruating woman or or a, anything in particular to come along no, not at all no so this is you know an open opportunity for anybody in the community impacted by endometriosis whether they're diagnosed or not um, and bring along their support people or it could be other people that recognize symptoms in their friends that just yeah. want to come along and and hear from others about you know how did you get that diagnostic journey I'm concerned yeah. for a friend yeah yeah I mm. think that's an excellent idea and I think it's marvelous that you're going to be facilitating these conversations um, I did mention woman there um, and it's an assumption we make but can you tell me about um, whether or not men experience endometriosis yeah endometriosis affects a lot of genders so not specifically um, women anymore we've we've now recognized that you know the whole AFAB assigned female at birth community um, and also there are some instances of men I mean it's a very very rare condition but I guess if you liken it to breast cancer in men that can that can affect men as well yeah so there are some f- pretty specific conditions um, around men getting it but it certainly isn't just menstruating women anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also been diagnosed in uh, girls before they've even hit puberty um, and older women as well. So, you so know, menopausal. menopausal. Mm. Um, so it's a wide range. Um, oh, you'd be pretty you'd be pretty disappointed <laughs> that you're still suffering that pain after you've hit menopause wouldn't you oh, I think I think it's pretty sad you know I, I meet a lot that are just you know hanging out for menopause but there have been studies that say that symptoms the worst symptoms may 
improve but yeah. they don't always resolve yeah and yeah. Uh, you know some of the gnarly ones like painful intercourse uh, you know they often continue on yeah yeah we are going to talk a little bit more about the sort of support that you provide generally we're going to take a, a break shortly but just before we do i want to recap <laughs> what is happening on the 11th from 2 30 at inner's common is that right no oh that was worth pulling up it, it was so hamilton gardens so oh up, yes up, up to Towards the Rogers Rose Garden, there's some shady spots in there, so people who want to opt for a bit of shade can can head for the shelter of the of the trees, and the others who want to bask in the glorious sun that I hope we're having uh, can can head for the, the you know the outdoors. But you bring a blanket or a chair, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. Bring along whatever kai that you want to have. And yeah, just an opportunity to, to to share. And it will be signposted as well, so people will be able to find it. And yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to put some little, I don't know, ribbons or something up to highlight where we are. Fantastic, yeah. and it's nice and close to me actually being at Hamilton Gardens. I, I can probably walk from home if it's a sunny day. Yeah, and you can bring your dog too. Oh, Do- dogs yes. on a lead are a welcome in the gardens. Yes, just not through the themed gardens. No, no, yeah. but in the outside part. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. And, of course, people could also um, enjoy a bit of a stroll around the thing gardens later if they would like or beforehand. So Pro- Probably beforehand. I think they close up about five-ish or so. Do they but really? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Anyway, so, so that is something to keep in mind. This is on the 11th of March, so um, it's coming around relatively quickly. A really good uh, time to ask your friends about coming along as well if, if you think somebody might really benefit from it or if you want to share your own experience and, and have some friends around who you know maybe don't know so much about it and you'd like them to understand. I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. Yep, more, more the merrier. Wonderful. So we look forward to seeing everyone there. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a bit more specifically about the services that are offered by Insight Endometriosis.
little bit of talking heads, and she was 1980s. You remember it well, I imagine, too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Back, yeah. back in the day, as back they in say. The day. It was great music in that era, great music. Yeah, definitely. Uh, talking to Annette Evans from Insight Endometriosis, and we've just been sharing information about the new event from Insight Endometriosis, which is a, um, a sharing of information, um, a, a, I suppose, um, profile-raising... Um, endometriosis information raising event uh, picnic at Hamilton Gardens on the 11th at 2.30 and encouraging everyone to go there but if you want to know a little bit more about insight endometriosis and what they do mm-hmm. you got to tune in right now <laughs> so, Excellent <laughs> So tell me Annette, um, when you guys do a range of things what's the core at the business of, of your organisation? Yeah well it's all about changing outcomes for people by providing good quality information to inform decision making and providing some community support so people don't feel alone and isolated. Do people only come to you when they've had a diagnosis? No, no. And quite often we help, you know, before diagnosis to help them, you know, get them on the journey to be diagnosed. It's a pretty important part of what we do. So do you have an entry criteria then for people making contact with you or, tr- or coming along to a support group or something? No, not at all. Anyone, Anyone's welcome. So you don't have to be diagnosed. Um, if you think you've got the sorts of symptoms that might indicate endometriosis, then you can just you know, rock along and use our services. So tell me about the sort of services you provide. Yeah, so in terms of information, we've got a range of things. So I guess an easy access one would be our information guides. So that's something that we put in place towards the end of last year. Um, so some comprehensive New Zealand-based information. We've currently got 12 guidebooks Um, which is a pretty substantial little block of information which covers everything from, you know, getting a diagnosis through pain management but but also things around, um, you know, self-advocacy and how to have a conversation with your, you know, health professionals, Mm. mental health and well-being in there. So, yeah, a lot of things. And we're planning some more for this year as well. Excellent. Um, And then we've got, you know, one-on-one conversations with myself as an educator, so... Um, not typically a good hour, hour and a half, or two hours sometimes. Mm. Um, and we can just explore whatever you you know you want to know about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about your advocacy? Yeah, so a lot of that centres around you know teaching people self advocacy. So it? important, isn't it? It really, really is. You know, um, diagnosis in New Zealand takes on average eight point seven years. And that's for the people that are, are diagnosed. You know, there's a whole bunch of people we're really concerned about that that aren't even aware of endometriosis, uh, let alone the symptoms or if they have it. So, you know, at 8.7 years, anything we can do to reduce that diagnostic yeah. delay. And for a lot of people, it's it's around, well, how do I talk to my doctor? How do I yeah. navigate the health system to to get the diagnosis and the treatment that I need. Do you think uh, doctors are changing their perspectives and that it feels like previously period pain, and I'm using inverted commas with that, yes. has been seen as a normal part of a period cycle? Yeah, we did a piece of research back in 2010, 2011, and at that point in time we were kind of asking people to account for their diagnostic delay. For a whole bunch of people, it was the diagnostic delay was actually before they even approached their GP. Mm. So symptom recognition was a was a big thing. Yeah. But then a lot of people said that they'd they'd gone and seen multiple GPs to to have their 
um, symptoms recognised. And uh, there's been a new piece of research done um, last year around diagnostic delay, which came up with the 8.7 years. And it was the same sorts of issues mm. still, you know, fast forward what, 12 years now, and, and we're still having this the same thing. So that GP swapping, GP hunting, um, seems to be a recurring theme. So a lot of people are still, you know, not, not happy necessarily with their GPs. I think there's an expectation for people that GPs will refer on to gynaecologists if they uh, see the sorts of symptoms um, and so that self-advocacy can be mm. really critical. Is that what a is that what someone should do? So if they go to their GP and and the GP like should is it the best course of action for the GP to say you know what I think you need to speak to a gynaecologist and have this looked at? Is is that the next step? That that's really what most people are looking for. So yeah. if if we ask people what would have changed the outcome, they would have said seeing a gynaecologist sooner. Whether that be they needed to you know take that issue to to a health professional first yeah or whether it's getting you know asking for referral from a gp to a gynecologist people also need to be aware they can pick up the phone and book an appointment mm. with a gyne in private practice as well yes there'll be a bill to pay and for some people that's clearly a barrier, barrier. but there mm. are some people who who would prefer to do that rather than paying to go and see a GP multiple times, yeah. they kind of reflect and think, I wish I'd just taken that money and gone to Go. see a gynaecologist. Yeah, mm. yeah, I can understand that. And some GPs are quite expensive, so, you know, yeah, I could see how that could add up if you're shopping around for someone who's listening. Exactly right, yes. And so the, most people, according to our research, who saw a, a gynaecologist were very happy from that point on. Mm. It's getting to that point yeah. is, is the issue. You know, you talked about... Um, you know that that diagnostic delay, and I kind of got the impression that um, some groups might see larger de- de- um, delays than others. So, is is there a um, is it in terms of people's age, ethnicity? Um, like, are there some things that you're seeing some patterns around that contribute to that delay? Yeah, definitely. So, the research um, in New Zealand and na- internationally is around those who are facing fertility problems are generally seen much quicker. Yeah. Um, the younger demographic, by comparison, who... So they might be teenagers or teenagers, early teens. Yeah. Often, you know, they're, they're not seeing that early diagnosis. Yeah. Diagnosis. So you kind of have to tease out those yes. those themes and think, well, we're prioritising in the health system um, people with fertility issues over a, a younger demographic uh, who aren't experienced fertility yeah. issues. Hopefully they're not trying at that point. <laughs> yeah, although a lot of them are, believe it or not. But for for, for that demographic, but, but also, you know, you've, you've brought in that, um, you know, the ethnicities as well. And, and we, you know, the answer is we kind of don't know. I mean, mm. um, what we think is happening is that a lot of these um, ethnicities aren't presenting to GPs and uh, and for a lot of them it's you know they don't want to talk about um, period pain or these sorts of issues are, are barriers and within their communities um, so there's a lot of different issues in there you know cost can be a, a, a barrier yeah. you know I'm mindful there was the you know the well-being report that momentum put together and there are huge numbers of people living in the region who don't even access a GP. So, um, you know, the system we have in New Zealand is that you really need a GP's referral to, to be seen in tertiary care through the public system. 
if you don't have a GP in the first place, yeah. um, there's not much point us talking about self-advocacy. You need yeah. to actually get a GP. And there are huge barriers to that. A, a lot of GPs are not taking new patients. Well, absolutely. And if, if you then need to travel to see a GP, that becomes a barrier as well. And Exactly. Yeah. So there's you a, live rurally. <laughs> rurally is another barrier. So yeah. there's a lot of issues in there to be teased out. And you also earlier mentioned the, the, the gender-diverse communities as well. Mm. And and for them, you know, there are there's huge advocacy in that community to try and change outcomes, yeah. accessing better care, which is, um, you know, more sensitive to those issues that they're facing. So it's kind of part of that conversation in that community. Mm. It's it's complicated, isn't it? There's there's a lot to it. It is, yeah. and I think people don't appreciate the complexity of endometriosis. And, yeah. Um, and the impact, I think that's often underestimated as well. Impacts are massive. You know, there's, there's this focus on on period pain, let me call it pain at time of period, yeah. um, but the impacts are much broader. So people can't work, they can't study, they can't travel. Travel's mm. an issue at the moment anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> but when you add health concerns on yes. top of that, um, you know, the, all of those issues are, are, are massive. We're talking about economic impacts and then you have to flip that what about the employers you know they've, yeah. they've got uh, uh, people coming along who perhaps you know are struggling with with work and and they need to you know recognize that they can you know make some um, you know support provide some support within the workplace for for, for their um, staff um, you know it's sometimes being able to get up and walk around or yeah. or or have a, a couch they can lie down on for half an hour um, you know there's a lot of things that can be done to make employees more productive i think i think that's really smart We've run out of time at our end. Um, I just really want to, to quickly wind up, though, with a, if someone wants to get in touch with you and know more, how do they get hold of you? Yeah, I mean, Google is the obvious one. So you can Google us. On there, you'll be able to find our information guides. There's some online forms you can fill in if you want to contact us. to, And we'll get back to you to say, you know, these are the sorts of supports we can offer. Um, book in an education appointment with me. Perfect. So that's Insight Endometriosis. Do jump online, have a look. Don't forget about the um, the 11th of March at Hamilton Gardens, just round there by the Rose Gardens. That's right. It yep. will be a um, little flagged somewhat. You'll, you'll be able to find the path there and share in the stories of others who um, are, are living with or around in, um, endometriosis. Yep, that's exactly right. Well that, done. That is us for another week. You have been listening to Connect with Community Wakato, free of them, 89 Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.